it's a magical evening tonight here at the Talkies, the annual horror movie talk year in review award ceremony. All of the stars are out. Oh, look, look over here. I see David. Day. How, are, how are you, David? Oh, I'm quite well. I'm just happy to be here. You know, I got on today. I'm wearing this Gucci because uh, that's the only brand I'm aware of. I was going to ask you that. You're up for best co-host tonight. How do you feel about your chances? I feel good, you know. I feel I feel I, I feel pretty um, exuberant, and also, uh, you know, I mean, I got a lot of really good competition. But um, you know, hopefully tonight it's just the stars are going to shine, and the best uh, the best performance will uh, will win. You know. Well, good luck. We'll see you inside. Thank you. Bye. Oh, oh, oh and here comes Bryce Hansen. How are you feeling tonight? Um, existential dread. Oh. Well, uh, what award are you most excited for tonight? Oh, well, I'm real excited about the best drops. That's my, my favorite part of the show, and, and I'm really, really hoping One Titty gets it. Um, you know, I'm just really putting all my hopes on One Titty. Oh, well, that's great. And who are you wearing? Um, well, it's some Ralph Lauren pajama bottoms that have holes in them and, and like a... I don't know, generic Captain America t-shirt? I see that, I see that. Well, good luck. Oh, oh I, I hear it. They're starting, oh, they're starting to flash the lights. It looks like it's time to get started. So get ready for Horror Movie Talks 2020 Year in Hindsight Award Show, The Talkies. Welcome. To the Horror Movie Talk 2020 Talkie Awards with your hosts, Bryce Hansen and David Day. Hey, David. Hey, how's it going? I'm, I'm so happy to be here on this uh, on this day of days. It's a magical evening. It sure is. Yeah, I, uh, I really didn't expect the thoroughfare, but man, there's a lot of show out today. Right. I mean, that red carpet had me. It had, it had, okay. It had you. It had, yeah, right. It had it had me and you, and um, Brendan there was, was a, there. The lot there was Brendan. Yeah, there was a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. Man, a lot of paparazzi. Lot. We're getting real popular with the paparazzi. Yeah. So yeah, so today we're gonna do a year in review. The talkies. This this is an episode that I've wanted to do for a while. Mm-hmm. Do like a full on kind of retrospective clip showish type thing is this a is this a play on um on the office mm, that's a play on the oscars okay could oh i'm thinking of the dundies the dundies right yeah yeah, yeah. so um we've got several categories don't want to spoil anything um so let's start off with a highly anticipated category this is like starting with the best supporting actor it's like everyone this is like one that really everyone wants to see. You throw it right up front just to keep everyone's attention right. for a minute. Because so, if you started with the best animated short, it'd be, everybody would just blow their brains out. Right. right. So first category is best ad. Okay. Best ad of 2020. Yeah. So first off, we've got from the Grudge Review. Wait, maybe we should go over how we're going to do... Maybe we should go over how we're going to do this episode, No. Um, this is this is going to be kind of a clip oh, show, right. is yeah. that right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we'll each present each category, mm-hmm. 
Um, we'll present each nominee, and a lot of them I have clips of. Can can we go down the the things that are going to be uh, like best ad, and then best new drop? No, let's let's save oh, okay. it. Let's okay. save it All for right. the people. All right, because you know you never. It's always a surprise at the Oscars. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you, listener. Okay. It's gonna be. A, it's a magical. It's a evening. fun time. It's, it's fun. a magical time. <laughs> so I'll I'll present the best ad, and you you uh, get to present best new drop. Okay. okay. All right. Cool. So best new ad from the Grudge episode. Juwan. Juwan apply directly to the Jew. Juwan apply directly to the Jew. Juwan apply directly to the Jew. Juon can be found on Amazon.com. Juon, apply directly to the Jew. That's a dangerous drop. I don't appreciate yeah. that. It's because Juon is the original name of the original the name of the grudge. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, that's um. Well, let's let's continue, please. Well, let's, buckle up. That's not the worst thing <laughs> on the oh, show today. Dear. Oh dear. Okay, number next uh, nominee is Gator's Aid from the Crawl episode. Mm. This episode of Horror Movie Talk brought to you by Gator's Aid. Are your alligators lethargic and slow to rip apart intruders? Gator's Aid solves that problem with their unique formula of gator stimulants that will give your gators a new spring in their step. Best of all, Gator's Aid also helps your gators stay in a state of blind rage at all times so that they will destroy any human that comes within 20 feet of them. Gator's Aid. Get it wherever cocaine is sold. It's a solid one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were a good sponsor. Next nominee is Bloomhouse's The Brady Bunch from the Bloomhouse's Fantasy Island yeah, episode. I really, that, that movie was goofy as all hell. Mm -hmm. A lovely lady who was bringing up three very lovely girls meets the man of her dreams who was busy with three boys of his own. It was the ideal family. Or was it? From the studio that brought you Bloomhouse's Fantasy Island, coming to a theater near you, is a story of how two families became Bloomhouse's The Brady Bunch. Ominous. Ominous. And uh, you'll love this one. This one's from David. Donald's Deadly Doll Emporium from Brahms The Boy 2. Mm. Donald's Deadly Doll Emporium is proud to bring you this week's episode of Horror Movie Talk. Looking for that perfect gift for an at-risk youth? Why not a doll? Donald's Deadly Doll Emporium has every doll you can possibly imagine. We have doll types ranging from malevolent but harmless looking to so obviously dangerous that no one would ever keep this in their house. Best of all, these dolls are guaranteed to help your child work through any attachment issues or insecurities that they may have from trauma or terror. They are absolutely the most wonderful things thing you could do for your kid because death is the ultimate cure to everything that ails you oops i said the loud part quiet and the quiet part loud donald's deadly doll emporium don't let the name fool you most of these dolls are only pg-13 what a goofy ad those those people really wanted to sell some fucking dolls mm -hmm. um from our wicker man episode paganism oh, this was good this episode was brought to you by Paganism, the religion that lets you worship your dick. Paganism, the religion that worships your dick. Small, succinct, yep. and catchy. That's an earworm yeah, right there. That's another, you know, head-on. Paganism. Um, 
Next up, Virginity Incorporated from the It Follows Review. This episode of Horror Movie Talk is brought to you by Virginity Incorporated. Virginity Inc. has been keeping leading ladies safe for decades with their tried-and-true methodologies of abstinence and self-control. Giving in to your throbbing biological urges is the one thing that puts you most at risk in the horror movie industry. So just don't do it with Virginity Inc. Call 1-800-BONE-TOWN today to contact Virginity Inc. and request representation of your hoo-ha. The Bone Town <laughs> number great. really is what made that ad, yeah. in my opinion. Um... Next, this is one of my favorites. This is a this is a silly episode because we just get to laugh at yeah. the things that we wrote. We're so clever. It's a magical <laughs> evening. Um, a magical. This is from Alien, um, the company. This episode of Horror Movie Talk is brought to you by the company. The company has concerns all over the galaxy. We always do our best to provide Earth and its inhabitants with the highest quality minerals and ore to meet all your post-post-consumerist needs. The company is committed to your safety and health as well as the safety and health of its employees. The company making a better tomorrow today. None of the sentiments or ideas expressed in this commercial are legally binding or true. All human rights violation allegations are untrue. Boy, that that last part is a little disconcerting. (laughs) Um, from the Event Horizon episode, we have... Are you tired of driving down to the corner store every time you run out of smokes? Sick of walking from the couch to the bathroom every time you have to take a massive shit? Time to consider Wormhole to Go Teleportation Services. Wormhole to Go is the fastest way to bend space and time around your every whim. We install a flesh-like dongle on the inside of your cheek for you to toggle every time you wish to create a wormhole. And another dongle within your brain banana to let you choose the exact location you wish to teleport to. Just make sure you aren't thinking of your mom next time you need to go somewhere. Any and all hellscapes created using Wormhole to Go are purely coincidental. Wormhole to Go. Please use responsibly. From the 7 Review. Sin Incorporated has an exciting new offering to make even the most jaded and disaffected youth snap back to reality. Hedonism. That's right. Feel free to pursue your every whim because you feel like it. Morality and ethics are a social construct and therefore not real. So, Syncorporated has revived the age-old practice of hedonism, and we've trademarked it to make sure we don't miss out on any of that sweet, sexy cash. Hedonism by Syncorporated offers packages like unending spaghetti platters for you to pig out on, drugs for when you just don't want to feel anymore, and for when you're feeling a bit randy, why not just fuck that hooker with a knife strap on? Hedonism by Syncorporated. If it feel good, do it. Also available by Syncorporated, Paganism. Paganism, the religion that worships your dick. Wow, that one had that one wow. had kind of that was double a double duty, double duty. And uh, you know, I mean, it kind of just jumps at you with that fucking that hooker with the knife strap. Mm, right. Is, is it, something about that seems really um, jarring. Mm, sexy. <laughs> Okay, from the Saw episode, we have... Did you see Saw? We all saw Saw. And we all recognize the villainous little scamp Jigsaw. Well, now, Jigsaw is branching out from movie appearances and torture traps and into the world of children's playground equipment with Jigsaw Seesaws. Jigsaw Seesaws are made from Jigsaw's signature rusty pipes and toilet seats and are built to stand up against the harshest outdoor weather and dulled saw blades. Do you want to play? Then buy Jigsaw Seesaws and have hours of delight with your friends. 
And then just under the just under the the rate. Just just, in, ma- just, just in squeaking time. in there. Just squeaking in there. Uh, from our better watch out episode, like a couple weeks ago, is Santa. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. Are you okay with that? You've been groomed from birth to accept Kris Kringle's voyeuristic and home invasion habits as normal. But it's time to put a stop to this obsessive stalker. With anti-Santa home defense, you can create a safe haven away from the prying eyes of St. Nick and make him think twice before breaking and entering into your home. With solutions as simple as tinted windows, up to patent-pending security measures such as humane Santa trap fireplace inserts, or the more permanent anti-Santa poison cookies, we have just what you need. Just go to fuckyourcoal.com and use HMT at checkout on your first order to receive a free bag of reindeer aside. That's anti-Santa home defense, because he better watch out. I like the threat at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so those are our nominees, and the winner is. Oh, oh wow, that is a rough, a really complicated envelope. Interested to see who wins this. Mm. Who decided this? The the Academy, the Academy okay. of Horror Movie Horror Talk. Horror Movie Talk Academy. And the winner is Paganism from The Wicker Man. It's an interesting choice that the Academy went with. Okay, so next category, presenting best new drop is David Day. Hey, guys. So, oh, am I supposed to play these or do you have these? I have them. Okay. Um, so Most of them. So the best new drop, if you're not familiar with our drops, it's, uh, it's a point of minor contention. Um, some people hate them, but we love them because we were both raised on drops. So this is actually a very coveted category. Mm. Um I'm excited about so, it. So drops are just little pieces of uh, of audio that we drop into each episode. So without further ado, the first nominee is uh, found on the Crawl episode, uh, Chompa Chompa. Chompa Chompa. That's a, that's a great drop. Mm. It's succinct. It gets to the point. It's full of chomps. Okay, our second uh, nominee for best drop, best new drop, I should say, is Bye Bye Man in the Bye Bye Man episode. Man. That's a good drop. Mm -hmm. That's a good drop. Uh, Also, uh, we have another nominee here. Oh, Hey Ho, a squirrel from the Wrong Turn episode. Oh, Hey Ho, I call it uh, squirrel. Mm -hmm. Well, you said you were hungry, Carly. Also, we have tits, boobs, boobies, machines by our uh, British news anchor, who we haven't seen in a long time, Mm -hmm. Ben Warrington, also on the Wrong Turn episode. Boobs, boobies, tits, titties, tickle bitties, uh, machines. Got a lot of mileage out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking we, of mileage. Yeah, uh, speaking of mileage, we have uh, the paganism drop from the Wicker. This episode was brought to you by Paganism, the religion that lets you worship your dick. Paganism, the religion that worships your dick. Not sure how that made it cross category, but there we go. Um here, hang on. Let me. Uh, I have to queue up one here for this for this next one. Um, so we got drain addict, basically the slew of them. Um, but I'm. I I think for me it's it's this one. Yeah. 
Mm. Very, uh, it's, it works in a lot of different, mm-hmm. a lot of different ways. Um, we have, so see, in, see, the thing about this, not a lot of my drops made it into this list. It's, it's just sometimes I question the Academy it's, it's because, one, I mean, it's like when Star Wars doesn't make it into the Academy. I mean, it's it, super popular, but you know, the Academy has its tastes. Yeah, I, I guess so. I guess it does. I wonder if people are going to be angry about this. Um, so here we got the the next one. I do love this one. Um, this is the Candyman song from the Candyman episode. Who can take a rusty hook and split a chest in two? And some killer bees to the candy man. The candy man can. Who appears in mirrors if you call his name five times? To get revenge for being lynched by angry racist whites, the candy man. The candy man can. Candy man can, cause he needs another victim, and you're looking pretty good. I do love the Candyman song. Okay, um, we have also, um, from the Drain Addict, we have a, It's Pretty Thick. It's Pretty Thick. <laughs> Similar to the Mush, uh, but it is... It's Pretty Thick. Mm. Okay, and uh, we do have, uh, we're getting towards the end here. We have Can I See One Titty from the Ghost Ship episode. Can I see one titty? Hard to believe that that's Jim Carrey. He's yeah. a, such a fucking great voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, we have Ew, David, from the Friday the 13th Part 2 episode. Ew. Ew. Ew, David. Ew, no, David. Oh, my God. Ew, David. <laughs> and the winner is... You're going to have to help me with this one. Help me with the envelope here, because I... You you probably know the results and I don't. Okay, let's see. And this was actually voted on by the people, by Horror Movie Talk fans. By the Academy. By the Academy. Um, Just like all of these were. This turns out to be Ew, David. So. Ew. Ew. Ew, David. Ew, no, David. Oh, my God. Ew, David. Oh, I love it. The crowd loves it. I love it. All right, next category presented by Bryce Hansen is best new bit of 2020. <laughs> you forgot one of mine and I was I was so I was so upset that I added it to the list. Uh, no, it was I I did forget that one. The, See, I know, we do a lot of bits. Yeah. A fucking ton. Yeah. Actually, I I skipped over the Blair Witch Project episode like whole cloth for some reason. What what, what did we have a bit in there? Um, that was where yours, the one you're talking about, is from. Oh, <laughs> um, because like it was between the episode zero and episode one of the Bly Manor, so I just like scrolled past it. Yeah, so I didn't pick anything. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so best new drop um, is another coveted category. No, best new bit. Best new bit. 
sorry, another coveted category. Um, first up, is, some of these I forgot about. Oh yeah, but I they're pretty solid. Yeah, like this one is a pretty good example. Um, this one's hard to say. Yeah, the uh, from the color out of space episode was finicked or fication. Yeah, so it's fact or fiction. But with facts about Nick Cage. Nick Cage, right. Um, yeah, this was a good one. There's yeah. a lot of solid facts in here. Yeah. So here's here's an excerpt. Okay. Uh, Jim Carrey offered him a role in Dumb and Dumber, but he turned it down for the part as an alcoholic in Leaving Las Vegas. Wow. Um, I'm going to go finicked. I'm going to say that's true. That's true. Uh, he named one of his sons Kal-El after Superman's <laughs> Kryptonian name. <laughs> that is a move ballsy enough. <laughs> and I do know that Nick Cage was slated to play Superman in a previous Superman movie. I do know that. Now I know that he's a, a, a comics fan. But this is the kind of thing that you would try and fuck with me on. So I'm going to say that's Fakage Jim. That's cruel. That's, that's finicked. Wow. <laughs> he has a son named kal Oh, my God. <laughs> I Okay. I, neither of those I can believe. It's good that you got both of those because uh-huh. I can't. Okay. Uh, can, can you imagine Dumb and Dumber without... Um, uh, uh, Harry, what's his name? Um, help me out here. Oh, uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff, Jeff Daniels. Daniels. Can you imagine it being Nick Cage instead of Jeff Daniels? Well, I could actually, but it's, it wouldn't be the same. The comedy would be, I don't, I don't think Nick Cage has the same, has the same comedy timing that Jeff Daniels does. No, probably not. I mean, he does have comedy timing, but it's ironic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, this one kind of fell through the cracks, but I was surprised at how good it was when I listened to it. Um, this is don't blank on the blank. So this was a game where played this on the Candyman app. Yeah, we ch- we chose a bunch of horror movies that were just started with the and then had one word after it. Yeah, and yeah. we had to guess what the plot of it was okay. based off of just the title. So here's don't blank on the blank. Go on to the next one. This is apropos mm. okay. the day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my name's David Day. Uh, obviously, I I have Google Alerts set up for everything, you know, with my name in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, as as you do. Um, what, All right, what's the movie about? What, though, David? what year? What year was this? This was two thousand eleven. Ooh, oh, pretty pretty recent. Okay, so the day is is a is it's a trick, right? Because it's it's got you thinking, it's got you thinking about the daytime with the title, but in reality, it's it's a land of constant night, and there and uh, and and our our cast uh, is there. Which well, it's got Vin Diesel in it, right? It does. It has Vin Diesel in it, and he's constantly talking about what it was like in the day. But none of the other characters—they were all born in the night because on this on this planet that it's the 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 uh, the, the day night cycles take like ten years, mm. so, or maybe it's like twenty years. I can't really remember. It's been a while. So. Yeah. So he's constantly talking about, and there's all these monsters that come in. Uh-huh. These like alien uh-huh. monsters, and they only come in in the dark. 
How many think I've seen this? Yeah, and and then and, and they attack while it's dark, so they're waiting for the daytime. It's like they're it's like they're um So for ten years the monsters are attacking? Like, Why would they live there? Well, I mean it's just uh it's they like I think maybe they they crash landed or something oh, okay. like that. Right. I can't really remember. But I think I got enough points in that synopsis to kind of like yeah. Wrong. Oh. A group of five wait, people working wait, to stay s- alive in a post-apocalyptic future. You know, it's future. You get a point. Okay. That's a full point. Um, discover what they think is a safe, abandoned farmhouse, but they soon find themselves fighting to stay alive as a gang of bloodthirsty predators attack. That's two points. Bloodthirsty predators. Yeah. It's pretty good. I'm telling you, I am a horror Pretty good. Expert. Wow. <laughs> The amount, the level, I am, I am astonished by my ability to bullshit. Uh. <laughs> that it's all. It's like I was listening to some in, somebody well versed in bullshitting, and now I'm starting to realize it's me. Well, that one was great because you basically outlined the plot of Pitch Black. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, I, I yeah. was thinking of the Chronicles of Riddick. Right. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, wow. Another one. Um, uh, that was great. Was from the Tremors episode. This was Baconator. How many degrees of separation are there between Kevin Bacon and Madonna? Who's a uh, she's a little singer who sung some things. Uh. <laughs> um, that would be two. Ding 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 ding! You are absolutely correct. How did you reach that? Because Madonna was in a movie with Sean Penn, and Sean Penn was in Mystic River with Kevin Bacon. There are a lot of two-level connections yeah. for Madonna and Kevin Bacon. The exact uh, route that I took was Madonna was in Body of Evidence with Julianne Moore, who's okay. another smoking hot hottie, uh, who was in Crazy Stupid Love with Kevin Bacon. So... You're absolutely right. You have zero points. I think Julianne Moore was in a couple movies with Kevin Bacon. Probably. Uh, was she in Stir of Echoes? I don't well? know. I can't remember. Um, this is the one that we almost almost uh, slipped by. This was uh, from the Blair Witch Project episode. Horror movie or Frankie McDonald? Oh, I love this. I love this. This is my favorite game okay. of <laughs> Okay. It sounds like a gorilla's after me now. Oh my god, it's a gorilla! He's chasing after me! <laughs> oh my god, there's two gorillas after me now! <laughs> there's three gorillas after me! Okay, was, was that a horror movie or was that a Frankie McDonald? <laughs> It's pretty hard, but I'm pretty sure I can recognize Frankie McDonald. Oh. <laughs> I love that movie. I lo- we gotta play that game again. Holy yeah, shit! I that is a great about, game. I forgot all about poor movie of Frankie McDonald. Okay, next up is from the Exorcist episode. Um, this is a workhorse that we should probably do again. Guess that death. So guess that death was we played a clip, and you had to guess. What? How the person died? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Slow down, horse. There's blood everywhere. (laughs) 
vegetables, no dessert. This feels very 90s. Yeah. Um, it also feels like playful, uh-huh. like a Gremlins-esque sort of movie. Is it... It, it, you're, you're making facial things. You, you help me out anyway. I mean, I, I agree with those. Like those, that's pretty. Um, no vegetables, no dessert is such a quip, uh-huh. one line sort of thing. Is this kind of like a Critters movie or something? No. Am I close with Gremlins? I mean, it's a '90s movie. That's, I mean, just de facto '90s kitsch. Yeah. This is a Stephen King. Adaptation, if that helps. No vegetables, no dessert. There's blood everywhere. Slow down. I don't. Um, I don't know. I guess thinner. This is from 1992's Sleepwalkers. Never would have gotten that. I didn't even know this existed. This is Hor- the character. His name is Horace. He's talking on the phone uh, to his wife, and when Mary one of the sleepwalkers comes up behind him and stabs him in the back with a half eaten corn on the cob. How did, how (laughs) did you find any of these? There's a compilation. Okay. All right. But this was the fact that he, she stabs him in the back with a corn on the cob. Yeah. No vegetables, no dessert. Like corn's a vegetable. Corn is dessert. She said no starch, no dessert, no starch. I mean, she said no starch. No, she didn't. Okay. (laughs) Um, I got stabbed in the back with the corn on the cob. Yeah. <laughs> um, from our Event Horizon episode was the debut of Horror Movie Horrors, which was our voicemail. Yeah. Bit. Yeah. And, I mean, there's a lot of clips that I could have pulled, but I think you know which one I'm going to pull. Okay. Hello there. Um, so I don't necessarily expect this to be on the show or anything like that. I just want to say Too that, bad. um, so this is glittercore underscore 55 from Instagram. I'm I had a really grateful. rough day and you guys make my day so much better. And I was listening to your recent trick or treat review. And strangely enough, I have literally, um, been looking for that movie on a free forum for a long time. I hadn't found it, but I did find it at my local library because they're awesome. Watched it before the uh, review came out today, which was interesting timing. Was not too impressed with the movie, but was concerned at the the review you guys had that uh, several people with one-star reviews and complaints. And as a female, honestly, I'm... All woman. I mean, I have big tits and a tiny vagina, and I love being a woman. And um, my husband's very probably more feminist than I am. I love, I love glitter corn. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since we've heard from. She's her. great. Or maybe it hasn't. I don't know. I haven't had a phone for fucking weeks. <laughs> She's still talking to us on on Instagram. Um, yeah, but that is big tits and tiny vagina. That's the way. You- and look, 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 you don't got to be that way. I just appreciate you any way you are. Right. You know, I, I mean, we'd we'd love you if you had tiny, tiny little flat chest and floppy old vag. I sit across from Bryce every day, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I appreciate you. I'm not good to look at at all. I'm I. Yeah. 
My vagina's huge. <laughs> you got that right. And last of all, from... This was recent. What was this from? From Krampus. Just last week. Oh, wow. We have... <laughs> Christmas wish list by Country Living. <laughs> I forgot about... Uh, you also have Christmas songs Pictionary. You look so uncomfortable. What's it's the matter? Just, it's just such a retarded list. Whoa, what? This is from countryliving.com. Exactly. What are you what are you doing? Are you trying to subvert my I worked real hard on this uh, game. Okay. Proceed. <laughs> Naughty or nice Christmas game. Christmas Mad Libs, that you know that one's gonna be fun. Christmas Guess Who game. And finally, number well, not number ten. This is no particular order. Finally, Lump of Coal Christmas Plastic Rap Game. Now, do you need clarification on any of those? I don't need clarification on all of them except White Elephant. I think I assume that's White Elephant Gift Exchange, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So you and know. Christmas songs, Pictionary. That's like self-explanatory. I think you probably know what Christmas Mad Libs is. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let's go down the list. You want to rank number ten first or number one first? Which one do you want to? Do you want to? Well, I need to hear the explanation for what these games are. Okay. So tell me what Snowman Bingo is. So that one was you you had a list and I had to rank what the top Christmas games were. It was a great game and I won't hear anything <laughs> anything but 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 solid love for it. All right, and the winner is Oh, this is no surprise. Horror movie whores. Yeah, yeah. That that's like when Meryl Streep gets nominated. Yeah, it's, it's just like, like okay. Well, might as well pack it up. Yeah. Reese Weatherspoon. Yeah, by the way, if you'd like to call into our show uh and leave us a voicemail and be featured on Horror Movie Talk Whores, uh you can do so by calling our voicemail line at 682-253-4468. Okay. This is where we uh, offend people. Um, <laughs> next category presented by David Day is Best Guest. Best Guest? Mm-hmm. Wait, it looks... Oh, okay. Best Guest. Let's see here. All right, all right. So we, we don't have any clips from these. We can just talk down down the line. Yeah, so so we did have... Actually, we had, I think, probably more guests on this year than, than ever before. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we had... Um, and if I, if I don't call your name it's just because you're not the best guest <laughs> it's you're not you weren't nominated um i mean but, it's not up to us it's up to the academy but we do have jizzy d uh she showed up on the dead end episode uh we also have uh my brother garrett he showed up on the event horizon episode and he loved that retarded movie retired movie um despite the fact that it's garbage um come at me Call us at 682-253-4468. We also have Bryce's wife, beautiful wife, Erin, who showed up on our Trick or Treat episode. That was a couple months ago. We have my... She, but- she came up with a game of uh, uh, Sense and Stab Ability. That, oh. that one didn't get nominated, but that one was a pretty good new I can't, what game. Was that, what was that game about? Played clips from, like, Regency era or, like, period piece mm. movies. And from horror movies, and you had to guess right. which was from which. Yeah, yeah, that was surprisingly hard. She did a really great job on that one. Yeah, well, I mean, she knows she knows music, so mm-hmm. she was she's the you know not like you. Um, <laughs> we also have my buddy uh, Biggin, uh, Brad, who showed up on the long-awaited episode Rats 
our review of Rats. Speaking of Rats, we also had Magnus on the show this year. Uh, he showed up on our episode, on Bryce's episode of Bye Bye Man. Mm-hmm. We were separated for the quarantine for those on that episode. Of, right. For those of you who aren't familiar, uh, Magnus is our Swedish superfan. He runs his own podcast in Swedish uh, called Film Klubben. So check that out. Uh, we also have my mom, Kathy Day, who showed up on Rosemary's Baby episode. Uh, we have my buddy Mark, who showed up on the Alien episode. And finally, we do have Dustin Goble, our hard artist who fucks softly sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and he showed up on the Possessor episode. Lots of great guests. <laughs> Lots of great brought, guests. Brought something new to, to every episode they were on. Yeah, I, uh, I, you know, I got to say, um, this is this is going to be really tough. It's really you. I mean, because all of these people you brought in, so it's really you. I mean, I didn't bring in Magnus. Um, oh, that's that's true. And I don't. Oh, I guess I did bring in Dustin. This of. one's a different category because it's not decided by the Academy. It's decided on who David loves more. Right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so, without further ado, um, let's open up the my my heart. Mm-hmm. And, oh, how about that? The best guess, it coincides with my heart. It's actually my mom. Um, and actually, I think that's that's true of the fans as well. We had a lot of love for my mom. Um, I did solicit a little bit of that love. Uh-huh. So, um, so I love you, Mom. Thanks yeah, she was great. A, thanks for being a guest on the show. She had the knowledge, too, at the time. It was great hearing, like, the... the uh, inner workings of you know, like the gossip of the day several people have reached out to me personally over facebook or or instagram or something like that and have said you should do a podcast with your mom because the <laughs> dynamic is there and my mom could you have no idea the kind of conniption fit my mom would cause <laughs> if i forced her to do a podcast uh, on any regular basis oh david Man, I, I need to pull some clips from that that episode. Well, don't oversell it, David. Yeah. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Okay, next category is... She was on the Rosemary's Baby episode. So you guys, if you want to hear my mom, it's very quaint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's great. Um, next, get your mom on here. I know. We need to do that. We'll, yeah. we'll get, her, get her on Mother's Day or something. Yeah. Um, next category, Best Interview. This was a banner year for interviews. Well, this is the first time we ever had an interview this year. Like, yeah. it feels forever ago, but our first interview was Tara Westwood. Was that our first interview? Pretty sure. Yeah, maybe it was. Um, huh. So She was on The Grudge. Yeah. So that's... Um, she was from The Grudge. Yeah. Let me see. Hold on. I've got clips for these. Let me pull them up. <laughs> okay, so... This is um, from our interview of Tara Westwood. She was in the Color Out of Space episode, but we reviewed the movie she was on a couple episodes before that, which was The Grudge. Right. Here's a here's an excerpt. Well, I'd just like to. I really, my last question isn't is not really a question. It's just kind of an offer. If you ever, if you ever need, a, I'm just saying, if you're ever in in the Portland, Oregon, or you know, south southwestern Washington area, you know, horror movie talk is happy to you know to give you a place to stay 
we're, we'll put you oh. on. No problem. Oh, so like I could I could say that I could be hired as a local now in Portland if someone's filming something. I'll be like, guys, I'm good. I'm a local. I've got a place to stay. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, have a, wow. I have a guest That's- room. It's right next to my room. It's a it's a great. That is just so generous of you. Thank you. So generous. Wow. <laughs> help you. Help me. Help you. That's right. really nice. I I'm a I can I can cook eggs like you wouldn't believe. Okay, David. All right. <laughs> what a sweetheart. She was beautiful too. Mm-hmm. I loved her. Um, from the it follows episode, we interviewed Kat Solon, which is the creator of the Shivering Truth. On Cartoon Network, and here's an excerpt. How does like Adult Swim. Adult nihilism Swim, and comedy and horror and social critique? Where does all this come from? Where do all these inspirations come from? To, from you for you? Well, wow. Uh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I like that question a lot. I'm like, maybe I need to talk about this in therapy. I, <laughs> I think that's a. <laughs> That's such a good question. Um, I would say I wasn't taught traditional, like in art school, I wasn't taught traditional kind of collaborative um, on set filmmaking. I was taught more um, creative, uh, uh, constructive criticism and theory and uh, how to explore themes within the, the, uh, the stories you're interested in telling and how to examine the things you want to show and ask yourself why you're wanting to show that and what it is about that idea that, that could relate to other people. Um, and so that's like where I came from as far as like when I first, you know, got into the film and art world. Uh, next up from our The Brain That Wouldn't Die episode, we have the uh, producer and director of that film, Derek Carl and Hank Huffman. It's so impressive <laughs> to me that the original budget for The Brain That Wouldn't Die was around 60000 I think it says, on IMDb, and <clears throat> yours was 80000 So right. with inflation, the original would have been around half yeah. a million dollars compared to $80,000. So it's really impressive. How much of that budget was spent on beakers? (laughs) (laughs) Surprisingly little amount. Uh, uh, In all seriousness, uh, the vast majority of our budget went to just paying cast and crew. And um, so in terms of beakers, our uh, production designer, Tiffany Ayers, she did so much with almost no money. It was very impressive. Um, another one from Adult Swim was J.J. Villard on our Friday the 13th episode. He did J.J. He uh, created J.J. Villard's fairy Twisted tales. Fairy yeah. Tales or something like that. Your first big gig was Shrek because that's also kind of an alternative take on a bunch of fairy tales. Is this like a, yeah. you lashing out from that experience of <laughs> wanting to take well, it even further? Just- yeah, I was speaking to Mike Lazo, the the creator of Adult Swim, and I just said, "Mike, did you know I worked on Shrek?" And he's like, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, I worked on Shrek three and four. I fucking hated it." And he's like, "Channel that anger into these cartoons, JJ." <laughs> and I was like, "Thanks, thanks, uh, Mike. Yeah, I, I needed that motivation. So yeah, he uh, we did that." <laughs> and then he was a very interesting yeah, guy. He was uh, an interesting dude. I. I follow him on social media and it's 
The degree to which he is disturbed is impressive. <laughs> uh, and, and I love him for it because he's really able to channel it into some pretty impressive art. Um, finally, our greatest coup this year and uh, highest profile interview, probably. Oh, for sure. Um, and probably for a long time is the legend Robert England on our uh you know that episode <laughs> nightmare on elm street right episode because he's a uh, freed krueger so here's robert england did you ever live next to a man with the last name of shoneman or was my friend full of shit <laughs> no i to this day i have a little casita in santa fe new mexico <gasps> and before i had my casita I stayed in New Mexico a lot. So if he was in Santa Fe, it's probably true. Oh, my God. I thought yeah. I thought he was just full of shit all this time. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, I haven't been there in the last year, but uh, uh, yeah, it's great. I, I got a buddy there, uh, an actor is my house sitter. Wow. And they, they do a lot of work in New Mexico. Breaking Bad is the easiest one. Yeah. But they, they shoot a lot. And it's only like an hour flight from L.A., so they can get a lot of our actors and talent as well. But uh, it's really a great place in late spring, and it's really great from September through November. Okay. Yeah, tune in to the Nightmare on Elm Street episode for, for the, to hear the rest about all New Mexico has to offer. All New Mexico all the time. Yeah, it was... Uh... That was a great. That was a great interview. Yeah, it was mostly with me and David, just like just looking at each other, stunned that he wouldn't stop talking about um, New Mexico, New Mexico, or. But it's probably not a question he gets a lot, right? You know? Did you live next to my friend in New Mexico? And he's like, <laughs> "Yep." I'm like, oh, oh, well, I don't know what to do with my hands now. All right, and the winner is paper. What an upset. Derek Carl and Hank Huffman from The Brain That Wouldn't Die. <laughs> they were great. They were great. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, man, what a, what a cool uh, new thing they did. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing their brand of humor and horror yeah. again. Um, okay. So, presenting Thirstiest Moment. <laughs> how, David, could this David go, Day. how could this go? How could this go? In? Oh, okay. I see how. <laughs> Wow, this is a... And I've got clips for all of them. So this is our Thirstiest Moments of 2020? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. So we've already listened to... Do you want, want to listen to Tara Westwood again, or so if you've got that one? if you're not familiar with the idea of thirst, let us just uh, just quickly intro it to you. This is, this is just us fawning over people. Um, mm. uh, just humans that we enjoy to look at yeah. and, uh, and would like to be next to or near to in a creepy way. Right. So um, I mean, we got a lot of accusations that were misogynist. I don't think that's true. Yeah, I think I think the record will show that we're pretty equal opportunity mm. in terms of thirst. Yeah, um, at least more more open minded than many. Mm -hmm. So, so we did. Uh, oh, am I supposed to do this one? Yeah. Okay. So the first uh, nominee is David's. Uh, fawning over Tara, the Tara Westwood interview in our Color Out of Space episode. And you heard that mm -hmm. just recently with me offering Tara my um, my guest room, which is mm -hmm. right next to our bedroom. Right. And my wife cringed so hard at that, 
She's this like, is our first interview ever, by the way. It was great. And we decide that this is the ideal moment to creep on. Look, I offered it to, to Robert England as well. Mm. And he, he told me right where I could put that guest room. Uh, New Mexico. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we also have the cop in The Invisible Man, which was on The Invisible Man episode. This was both of us fawning mm, over the cop. Yes. What's the name of the guy that she ends up uh, kind of shacking up with? Um, the cop, the, the black cop guy. Uh, he is... I swap names on he this, is, by the way. a hunk. I, I, I have a note on that. His name... Um, okay, so the character's name is Aldous Hodge. Okay. And he's played by James Lanier. <sighs> I, damn. He is a hot piece of man meat. Yeah, no kidding. Like, I. <laughs> there was a moment <laughs> where he's just like. Where Bryce getting, was swooning. Getting something out of the kitchen, and he's just like got his cop uniform on and just like, just yeah. super form fitting. And I was like, I was like, damn, nigga, what you doing out here with all this ass? <laughs> Double cheeked up. On a Thursday afternoon, hella ass, the sun is still out, my nigga, and it, uh, it was just, it, it, I, I, I don't know, I mean, that's the homie. I mean, I guess I'm a pretty sick guy. <laughs> so Yeah, dude, it, it, like, the way the... <laughs> Okay, so this is the this is the gayest part of horror movie talk for sure. Mm-hmm. But the way his his um, his ass no, I I mean well, I yeah. was check, I was totally checking out his ass. No, I mean. I'm just saying the way I'm just saying the way his uniform fit him uh-huh. like he's he's like a fucking triangle, you know, up top, <laughs> and he's got this little waist and he's got all that ass. <laughs> It goes on for like another two minutes. Yeah, it's, that was a very thirsty moment. Yeah, um, I still remember his ass. Yeah, I do too. I remember it vividly. It's like picture. It's like a a series of pictures in my mind. Yeah, it's not even like yoga pants, tight pants. It's like thick material, thick pockets, tight oh, yeah. pants. Yeah, and you're like, mm. yeah. I'm gonna really grab onto that. Yeah, like goddamn table. Like you could yeah. set a fucking lunch out on that damn thing. <laughs> Like, get a whole picnic going on that ass. Oh, man. I'm just throwing. I'm getting angry. Uh, okay. Okay, next nominee is uh, Micah Monroe uh, from It Follows. Yeah, so then we're introduced to our new girl, Annie, played by Micah Monroe. I love Micah Monroe. I love her. I'm She's, she's wife number two, like, for sure. That's a hard math for me. What? She's okay. What are you talking about? You know the thing that may, that really helps it in this it helps her win me over in this movie is like the melodramatic, very sad. Like she's sad. Mm. That for some reason. <laughs> well, I just want to help her. You know, I just want to. I want to make her happy. I want to mm. make her laugh. You know. Oh, okay. Not yeah, it's not like, it's not the fact that she is sad that I'm like, yeah, more yeah, of that. Yeah. <laughs> more sadness. I'll make you sadder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do love Mike Monroe. <laughs> um okay, uh we also have Drew Barrymore. This is undoubtedly from the Scream episode. Mm-hmm. That's hot. I man. had a huge crush on Drew, Drew oh, Barrymore. Yeah. Like there was a moment yeah. in my childhood in the 56k modem dial-up era <laughs> that I found Drew Barrymore's Playboy shoot oh. on some website. Oh my god! 
that I can I still see it in my head right now. I know exactly what those images look like because I looked at them so much. Okay, pervert. All right. Well, I'm just saying <laughs> this is an important part in little Bryce Hansen's life, dude. Uh, yeah, Drew Barrymore. Uh, and little Bryce Hans, I'm not talking about the young me. <laughs> <laughs> got a funny you should mention. I got the I got the Drew Barrymore Playboy uh, spreads pulled up right now. I don't even have to look at it. Yeah, Let me tell you the one with the wrench when she's reclining. <sighs> what? Okay, hang on. Now I gotta now I gotta find this. She's one where she's bent over a tire. That's pretty great. Whoa, hey, okay. <laughs> okay, we're getting into some really <laughs> impressive stuff there. All right, so the next nominee is Riley Keough. Uh, I can't remember what it's episode. from The this. Lodge. Oh, this is from The Lodge. Oh, yeah, yeah. she was cute. Uh, yeah, so she gets out of the shower, and she uh, she leaves her, her breasts swinging, flapping in the breeze, and the boy. Which I appreciate. Aiden. Aiden is boobs, boobies, tits, titties, tickle bitties, uh, machines. These may have been the best boobs ever witnessed on horror movie talk. I, I would not. Pretty great. They were they were wonderful. Pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, we actually got admonished for that. Somebody uh, somebody reached out to us and was like, um, "You know, you're objectifying women." I was like, "What is the point?" Of showing boobs in a movie, if or dick in a movie or butt in a movie, if not to objectify it, that's what it does. That's for character development. Uh oh! You need to know that this character takes showers, and don't pretend you don't objectify people. If you have sex, if you get sexually aroused, you objectify people. Anyway, I'm sorry. I. I took that a little too far. Mm -hmm. Uh, We also have the booty shorts incident from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre review. Oh, God. Yeah, we didn't. There were some nice (laughs) booties portrayed in this movie. Well, yeah, especially the, yeah, the one in short shorts. There were definitely some low angle shots that were right up in there. They were constantly right at her ass cheeks. Yeah, I've seen that angle. With good purpose. In several pornos. (laughs) Like, yeah, there's... They did it right on the uh, the flesh part of it. I mean, they got the the booty angle right. The ass was fat. The uh, <laughs> they got the uh, the halter top. Like when are halter tops coming back? Oh, for real, man! The whole back open, yeah. and then uh, so pretty. They're, they're just basically like slings for boobs. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's a boob sling. A woman's then... back is so pretty. I find the back to be the most attractive part of it. <laughs> Are you a breast man or a butt man? I prefer the back. <laughs> this is going to be the longest episode ever. Um, okay, and of course we have Janelle. Oh, Janelle Monet from Antebellum. Mm-hmm. She's like, so pretty. Oh goddamn! She's Janelle. the prettiest person I've ever seen. I'm sorry, wife. Yeah, but oh my god. Yeah. Every every movie I see her in, she hasn't been in like some any huge leading role. She's Dude. usually like a like a supporting character. Janelle in Moonlight is oh my god. Yeah. It's I I fell I, I've never fallen in in love so quickly with a person uh as I did 
with Janelle in Moonlight. She yeah. was, and then I saw her in a um, wonder. Like her character was beautiful, mm-hmm. and her, her her just looking at her was wonderful. And it's just she was just a, just a ray, like God's rays coming down from the clouds. Uh-huh. Beautiful. And finally, our last nominee is Ass Shot by Friday the, on the Friday the Thirteenth Part Two review. This one was we didn't even I didn't even know the character's name. It was just you don't know characters' names in Friday the Thirteenth movies, right? The characters that I don't know. Well, let's just call her Hard Body. Hard Body, yeah. Like in those short, short shorts with her ass hanging out. Mm. Oof! Wow. <laughs> Huh. Wow. <laughs> okay. You know, Bryce, you need to reel it in a little bit. I respect women. I very much respect that woman. David, David, this is so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you respect like, her I don't more know, than most? I don't know what I can say about this without eliciting more one-star reviews, but <laughs> uh, uh, I, I'll just I'll just speak my truth. Okay. I liked it. It made me feel good feelings. And I would like to watch it again. And the award goes to the award for thirstiest moment in all of horror movie talk 2020 history goes to the cop in the invisible man. Mm. So that is definitely the best uh, moment. I mean, we can even stop talking about it right now. I'm still thinking about it. Yeah. God, all that ass. All right, moving on to the best tagline. Um, I'm just going to play all these because it introduces, I mean, it says what mo- movie it's from. Yeah, um, yeah, and uh, taglines is a game where we come up with funny, interesting, stupid, cringy taglines for the movie that we just watched. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Antebellum. If you're not furbellum, you're antebellum. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, the head that wouldn't die. Could you fuck a head? <laughs> Asking for a friend. <laughs> yes. Asking for Gretel a friend. And Oops. Gretel and Hansel. And that was the last time the Germans used ovens on people. <sighs> too soon? Unfortunately, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, too soon. Um, and- oh, this one doesn't have the, the name of the movie. This is from the Bye Bye Man episode, your episode. Oh. Um, and then my third and final tagline is just never trust a Swede. All right. Which rings true. You know, I don't. I, Magnus is a shifty Swedish fish. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What not to the what not to do portion of the chainsaw safety course. <laughs> <laughs> terror train trapped on a train with the true terror. Illusionist. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Uh, terror train. We run a train on your terror. <laughs> the Hunger Games Part Two. Oh, that one. Was- <laughs> That's so bad. That one was from the platform. Okay. Uh, Antebellum, the Village Woke Edition. <laughs> Um, and then the last ones are all from Wrong Turn. Okay. Wrong Turn. It's as if Cable made a movie for itself. (laughs) (laughs) 
like cable rose up. I love that. That's a great, I love that tagline. Okay, for these, you have to imagine that there's your taglines in between each one of these. Okay. Wrong turn. Looks like their jaws took a wrong turn. (laughs) Wrong turn. Looks like their jeans took a wrong turn. Uh, Wait, what? Oh, they're jeans. Yeah. G-E-N-E-S. Yeah. Oh, okay, I get it. Uh, Wrong turn. Eliza Dushku gave me a (laughs) dong turn. (laughs) Shut up. A dong turn. (laughs) My dong turned up. Wrong turn. Looks like these hillbillies had a long burn. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Wrong, Wrong turn. <laughs> I really like the terror train ones. Yeah, the terror train ones are good. Um, okay, so the winner is. Well, look at that. Terror train. Oh, damn. Both of those ones. Okay. It was, it was a tie. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, speaking of running a train, you don't want to run a train with your junk all, all harried up. up. Yeah, it's gross. Just wanted to say Happy New Year's from our sponsor, Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels and is here to help you have clean balls in the new year. Ring in the new year with the right tools for the job. Um, We've both been using Manscaped for several months now, and i got to say, it's it's made me a new man. Yeah, my junk has never smelled so good. I know. Smelled and looked, really. It's like a whole ritual now. Yeah. Like, after showering, like... You know, lotioning up and and like perf- and like coloning up, yeah, just makes me feel like ready to take on the world. Yeah, and uh, and the moisture given by the uh, by the crop preserver really, uh, man, it's a it's a it's a life changer. Mm. And the um, crop reviver, and they just started doing cologne. Yeah. Um, in the new year, wonderful scent on that. It's this. It's the trademark uh, manscaped scent, and you, but you gotta let it breathe for a minute. You know, you got you throw it on, and then don't leave the room for a minute. You just gotta let it sit, because otherwise people go, "Oh my god, this is too much." You know, but that's just a general rule mm-hmm. of thumb with any cologne. And of course, the uh, the foundational product is the lawnmower 3.0. Yeah, so waterproof and skin safe trimmer. That will reduce nicks to your two best friends. The third generation trimmer even has a light to shine a light to the promised land 2021 looks to be. Yep. Yep. It's all all good stuff. And, uh, and, you know, if you guys would like to help support us, you can support us by supporting our sponsors. And Manscaped is a big one. So please please use HMT at checkout to get 20% off your order and free shipping. Yeah. Again, that's... 20% 20% off and free shipping with the code HMT at manscaped.com. Um, so use HMT for new a new year and new balls. 
And we have a new sponsor today. You know that feeling of flipping through LPs and finding that incredible record that blows your mind and creeps your family out? Or catching a bizarro low-budget horror movie on public access that makes you wonder what you just watched? Well, enter Night Channels, a weirdo thrill-seeker's goldmine, a truly independent shop stuffed with killer shirt designs that celebrate the mutant media nerd that's hiding in all of us. Whether you dig into the subhumanoid fringes of popular and underground music, cult literature, and brain-battering horror and sci-fi films, Night Channels brings you the shirts and hoodies you never thought existed, all at very affordable prices. If you've ever wondered where that maniac you met in the basement show got his Neuromancer t-shirt, it's time to flip to Night Channels. So go to nightchannels.com and use code HMT at checkout for 13% off. That's Night Channels, N-I-G-H-T-C-H-A-N-N-E-L-S dot com. Um, and check out just their crazy assortment of of horror and music niche t-shirts and hoodies. You'll find something you love. And honestly, it's a great price. Made even better with 13% off with using code HMT at checkout. Um, also want to take time to just mention our Patreon. Um, this is probably the, the greatest source of support that our fans have for us. Um, several different tiers to choose from. Even if you just throw us a couple bucks, it really helps us out and, you know, just makes us feel, um, validated. Yeah. Well, in what mean- we're doing here and, and you identify, identify yourself as a super fan and there's several, perks that go along with the different tiers the probably the most popular one is the uh, afterpod where we leave the mics running after each episode and just talk about random things stuff going on in our lives and you get to know a little more about us personally you can also support us by heading on over to our shop at horrormovietalk.com slash shop and you can buy a t-shirt black or red t-shirt with our logo on it or you know a sticker with one of with some of the artwork that dustin gobel our hard fucking artist has done for us. And, you know, if you buy a sticker that Dustin has done for us from one of the episodes, a couple, a little bit, a little bit of that will go to go to support Dustin and his, his kids Mm. and his wife. So do that because, you know, you want to support Dustin. If you want to leave us a voicemail, call 682-253-4468 to be featured in horror movie whores. And we're back. To the talkies, the horror movie talks, 2020 retrospective award show. So glad to be here. So glad to be here. It's a magical evening. It is. It's, 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 it feels real magical. So for the rest of it, we're going to talk about the movies. Yeah. So um, the Academy have voted on these. We For each of these categories, we're just going to talk a little bit about why these were nominated or why these deserve the best or worst award. So starting off, we're going to talk about the worst movie we watched this year. Right. Right. Um, I'm not going to lie. There was a lot. Yeah. This is... Um... I, I took out all the scores for each movie. Mm. And it's really... We'll, we'll go through some of the, the findings okay. from the statistics. Okay. okay. So worst movie we watched this year. The nominees are Bats. Mm-hmm. That was an accident. Mm-hmm. We yeah, meant was... to rev- we we thought we were doing the right thing by reviewing bats because we thought you were asking for bats, but it, turned it was out actually rats. It was supposed to be rats. 
Rats also nominated for worst movie we watched this year. Mm. Also, The Turning, The Bye Bye Man, Event Horizon, and Terror Train. Mm. So each kind of uniquely bad in their own way. This is the bottom of the barrel. Just bo- just worst movie, not new release right. movie, but worst movie overall that we've watched right. this year. And really, it's surprising how little um, was how few movies were terrible this year. Like, there weren't that many bad ones. Even, like, The Turning didn't get a super, super low score. It was just hard meh. You have anything to say about any one of those? Any of those that stick out as particularly memorable in its badness? So, wait, we got Event Horizon, Terror Train, Rats, Bats, The Turning, and Bye Bye Man. Yeah. Uh, I really hated The Bye Bye Man. It was... Well, no, I didn't. Uh, the Bye Bye Man was a semi-serviceable movie. Event Horizon was just c- so confusing. but um, And Terror Train I actually kind of enjoyed yeah. uh, for a couple of reasons. I gotta say, uh, also, Bats didn't bother me at all. Mm. Uh, yeah. Boy, I'd say Rats was a pretty garbage movie. I really disliked. Yeah. having That felt like a big chore, having to watch that. And I was fucking stoned off my ass watching that movie, mm-hmm. and it was horrible. And the winner is rats. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah, just like you said in the drop. Never trust a Swede. Never ever. And that was off the Bye Bye Man episode. So I mean, you can tell right. we didn't take our own advice. <laughs> okay, next category is best movie we watched this year out of all the movies re- we reviewed, and uh, presenting as David Day. Oh, yeah. So uh, this is just all the movies we watched this year or reviewed this year. Um, the best one. And then we got some real bangers in this list. We have Alien. We have Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We have The Exorcist. Seven, which is uh, a very controversial episode, apparently. A lot of mm. you don't think that's a horror movie, and it obviously is, because we reviewed it and we are Horror Movie Talk. Uh, we also have Possessor Uncut. Rosemary's Baby, and The Blair Witch Project. Yeah, this is an embarrassment of riches. This year, since we were in quarantine, and there was no like new movies coming out in the theaters, obviously. Not in the theaters. I felt so bad about this, because there have been a lot of releases in 2020 that we skipped over, and I'm going to go... I swear to you, I'm going to go back and get them. Sure. But, I mean, the ones we were really looking forward to got delayed you know so we don't actually there's a couple that finally got dropped that were like i would have seen them in the theater yeah because they're so like the new mutants dropped that's apparently but anyways so yeah since we had time to like choose you know what movies we watched like we we covered a lot of bangers yeah real good ones the classics yeah what do you what do you have thoughts on this list I mean, my favorite's on here, The Exorcist. Yeah. That's like, I think it's the perfect horror movie. Yeah, my favorite is on here as well, um, which is Alien. Uh, I mean, Possessor Uncut was... I've never seen a movie like that before, right. and that was pretty crazy, too. Um, and then, of course, you have The Blair Witch Project, which mm-hmm. is such an in- interesting classic. I mean, all of these movies are, yeah. deserve to win, really. But uh, it turns out that the uh, the Academy uh, voted pretty decisively on Alien. Mm. Yeah. So this one and uh, and this one really made sense to me because it's, it's clearly the best. Yeah. 
pretty good. Well, you know, well, it is a sci-fi movie. Uh, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. All right. So here we move on to new releases. We have worst new movie of 2020. Right. And so a lot of this is uh, obviously front-loaded in the year because that's when all the movies came out right, in the theater. Right, right, right. Um, but a lot of I was surprised at how far this went back. Yeah, a lot, a lot of a lot of good movies. So uh, we have a lot of these are the worst new movies of a lot of bad movies. Sorry, yeah. worst movies of worst movies of twenty twenty. Uh, we got Gretel and Hansel. Mm-hmm. Which, how did this make it on the worst? Well, there's not that many new movies, so it kind of just scraped scraped by on the bottom. Wow, the bottom six. I think we both gave it a seven. Yeah, no, we didn't. I gave it a six, a seven or an eight. Thing. We can look at what the score is. Yeah, we doesn't. were kind of split on this one. I enjoyed this one. Um, the Lodge, mm-hmm. another uh, one that I enjoyed, uh, to the tune of a nine. Right, this one was it's interesting. How these got picked? This was the biggest discre- one of the biggest discrepancies in scores mm-hmm. of the year was the Lodge. I gave it a four, and you gave it a nine. Mm-hmm. Um. Antebellum, starring the lovely Janelle Monet, uh, but wasn't a good movie. We got Bloomhouse's Fantasy Island, um, Underwater, and The Turning. But we also have Host, which you gave a nine and I gave a four. Hmm. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. It's it's a it's a th- that was the other big discrepancy. This yeah. Year. That was right in the middle. That one's not represented on either list. Yeah, that it is. Fell it's, right in the middle. It made it in the worst new movie of 2020 list. Okay, <laughs> and the winner is. This is the worst new movie of 2020. Okay, let's get it out. Get it out of there. Did you find it? The Academy voted, and looks like it's. It says, Gretel and Hansel. Blows my mind. Yeah, that was not. I mean, I wouldn't have picked it. No, but I'm not the Academy. I I got to say, this was a great aesthetically pleasing movie. Right, and it was. It's it's a classic story. It's a new twist on an old classic. Good acting throughout. This might have been one of those cases where the Academy, you know, they have to watch all the movies and they. They don't really watch them. They just uh-huh. vote on the ones that they know. Right, so right. They probably only watched Hansel and Gretel. Blows me away because I really had a good time with Gretel mm-hmm. and Hansel. Also, um, you know, this takes the classic uh, Hansel and Gretel and turns it into Gretel and Hansel. So this is kind of a a, a, um, a feminist perspective. Why would the Academy vote against feminism, Bryce? Why would they do this? It's hard to say. You know, I really like this movie a lot, and uh, and I think that um, probably Host should have been the worst new movie of 2020. The worst, uh, if you want to know what we scored as the worst yeah. new movie, mm-hmm. um, was The Turning. Turning was bad. It, it was not it was, a fun movie to, to sit through. Yeah, Turning, but even then... We both agreed that that was bad. But, but that only got a four. Like uh-huh. there's not there's nothing this year that we gave less than a four on average. Mm, mm. Um, so 
you know, it is what it is. Okay, so, so next, next category. We have the best new movie of 2020. The best new movie. I put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Um, so for the best new movie of 2020, here are the nominees. We have Possessor Uncut. We have The Invisible Man. We have His House. We also have Color Out of Space. Boy, that was a that was a really good one starring Nick Cage. We also have, I believe it's a French movie, The Platform. That was a great one that came out on um, Netflix. And finally, we have The Brain That Wouldn't Die, which if you haven't caught this one yet, it doesn't surprise me. I don't think it's even out um, for, uh, for public viewing, but... When it does come out, you should you should check it out for sure because um, got some great uh, kind of Mel Brooksian style comedy. Mm. In it. So these are the best new movie nominees of 2020. And so, without any further ado, I think all of these I would watch again. Like, um, no, no question. I don't think I would watch His House again. Uh, that, really? Oh, just because it made you miserable? Yeah, it, it was a. I it was a good movie. It's just it was not a movie that yeah it, it does not have good feels in it no and uh, I mean Possessor all these like were pretty heavy impactful and heavy so Possessor Uncut had some real like visceral stuff in it but that the, I'm not sure would be pleasant no to but, revisit, but but the but the content is so interesting. Whereas it's just kind of depressing in his house. And the visuals are great, too. And Color Out of Space was rough, too. Like, that was a hard one to watch as well. It was a lot of crazy body horror. Anyway, um, so the winner is... Let's see here. Okay. And the Academy voted on... Do you have the Academy's... uh, the, The Academy voted on The Invisible Man. Not a bad choice. No. Not a bad choice. This one... This is uh, Bloomhouse's A Team, right? Yeah, this is a great, great movie. Yeah, a thriller, one that Bugsy called pretentious. Mm-hmm. Um, not surprisingly, it was a great um, like perspective. Just having a you know a battered spouse trying to escape. There's a lot. Someone of th- with an invisible suit, which is just horrifying. There's a lot of cool things. A lot of cool things. Uh, decisions about this movie, like. The fact that they made the Invisible Man rich, and then you get right. to see this big, amazing estate, and oh, also he's like this super genius, mm-hmm. you know, like it's a it's a pretty cool um, execution. So I, I I would agree with that. And the the actor that played the Invisible Man, Invisible Man was on both the Haunting of Hill House and the Haunting of Bly Manor. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he had a drug problem in Hill House. And he had a narcissism problem in Bly Manor. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I would agree with The Invisible Man. That's the one that I think of most of, like, that was a really enjoyable, like, great movie. I did not year. expect it either. I went in there going, okay, what's this going right. to be? And, yeah. then, and then came out like, wow, that was crazy. Yeah. So. Um, okay, so that's the awards portion. Of, thank you for, for coming to... Um, the talkies, the first annual, uh, 2020 year in review. Uh, 
Okay, so a couple... Just looking at the scores, I thought it'd be interesting to just look at um, some of the stats. So there were seven perfect tens this year. Um, not really any surprises. Other Movies than, where both you and I gave them perfect tens? Yeah. Maybe the only surprise would be Possessor Uncut, because we gave that a ten, both of us. Um, other perfect tens were Alien... Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Exorcist 7, Rosemary's Baby, and The Blair Witch Project. Yeah, those... The, the, I mean, you'd be hard-pressed to argue that any of those aren't a perfect 10 movie. Right. Just because a lot of them are backed up by history. Right. <laughs> like, these are influential, important movies. Yeah. Um, Did you see Red Letter Media's coverage of Possessor Uncut? Yeah, I was kind of surprised. They didn't like it that that much. uh, I thought it would have been right up uh, Jay's alley, which I think it kind of was. Yeah, Jay liked it, but but what's his face? Mike. Mike was not having it. Yeah, Jay Jay liked it a lot. Um, The movies that almost were a perfect 10 for us were The Wicker Man, Scream, His House, and Invisible Man we didn't give a 10. Um, I would say I, I would... So... In retrospect, it's interesting to look at these scores and see which ones that I would change now. I don't know that I would change them. Maybe I would. I mean, it's it all do, it all is dependent on your mood and, yeah. and how it strikes you. Yeah, where you're at in life, kind of. Um, so the lowest scored movies. So the lowest average score uh, was the Bye Bye Man, Event Horizon, Terror Train, and Rats. Do you have those average scores? Yeah, hold on. Let me sort that. Oops. So rats was one. We both agreed that was a one. Wow. Oh yeah, rats is now. We never had. We've never had a across the board one before. Yeah. Yeah. So now we have the standard by which uh, one is set. Right. Rats. Um, Event Horizon was an average of three. So I gave it a two. You gave it a four. Um, Terror Train. Um, same scores four and two. Um, also a three. The Bye Bye Man was, um, I gave it a two, you gave it a five. Which was, that would be one like, do you really think that the Bye Bye Man is an average movie? Um, yeah, I did at the time, yeah. didn't I? I would have to go back and watch it again. Yeah. You wouldn't enjoy it. I'll I'll just say that. I did it once. Yeah? Yeah, what's, uh... You you you're you're kind of assuming my gender here. I don't appreciate that. <laughs> um, I already mentioned the biggest one of the biggest discrepancies was the lodge. What was so sorry? The, one of the biggest discrepancies was host. Mm-hmm. The other biggest discrepancy was the lodge, yeah. which our scores switched. Right. So you gave the lodge a nine, and I gave it a four. And for host, you gave it a 4 and I gave it a 9. I can't believe you gave Host a I nine. loved the, I loved Host. Ugh. I thought it was it was timely. It was delightful. It's boring. I give no I have no qualms about that. And I can't believe you gave The Lodge such a low score. Um like that was a great movie. Uh it kept me uh, you know, I mean, it's not for everyone because, you know, some people need uh lots of fireworks and and you know, yeah, flowers and for thoroughfare yeah. and other people are happy with you know uh, with uh, Shakespeare you know yeah so on the average our scores were not that far apart how would how far apart would you think the average spread would be 
the difference between on average mm-hmm. i would say this is just for 2020 mm-hmm. i'd say we differ by 1.5 points 0.32 point three two we agree way more than you realize wow yeah um what would you guess is the average ranking for each of us and who who has a higher average ranking i have a higher average ranking correct um and your your average ranking would be probably a six and mine would probably be a 6.32 by rounding we both have a seven Mm. we both like on average give movies a seven okay which is like it's interesting because yeah. that's kind of what you see in critics normally. If you go to an IMDb, it's like oh really? Everything gets around like three stars, you know, four, yeah. four stars out of five kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So mine on average was four point. Sorry, seven point one four. No wait, that's you. You were seven point one four on average, and I was six point eight two. So there you pretty, go. Pretty close. There you go. Um. Oh wait. Under the line, we have one more category. Wow. We return to the talkies. A special (laughs) event. Because we, you know, this happens at the Oscars sometimes. They just forget to do a category, so they come back from commercial break. No way, really? Uh Uh-huh. This category is for best co-host well you are i think i think uh i think okay go on um so i mean it's a pretty tight category Mm -hmm. only two nominees yeah you you bryce hansen bryce hansen and david day right so you know who who really brought more to the table this year and who is the most the best co-host right on horror movie talk Mm -hmm. and did the Academy vote on this? Surprisingly, it's you. It's David Day. Ah, that's yeah. very nice. So I've got a, I've got the, uh, oh wow, horror movie talk best co-host award. Oh wow, for you to. Oh look at this! Oh wow, it's like a, uh, it, it's like, this is this is so nice. This is uh, I, I, this I remember this. My pants are undone in this picture, but well, oh, here good. we go. Good. All right. It's all all the paparazzi want to take pictures of it. Check out our Instagram for Wow, this is a wonderful trophy. Where did you get this? Um from the Academy. Oh, wow, man. What yeah. a, it's got even spooky lettering on it. Horror mm-hmm. Movie Talk Best Co-host Award. Look at our Instagram for Mhm. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Academy. I appreciate it. So, thank you for joining us. Today on this episode, we'll get back to the regular episodes next week, um, where we we review one movie each week. Special thanks to the Academy. The Academy, and I'd just like to say thanks to everyone who listened in 2020. It was a tough year for everybody, but you guys really made it very nice uh, for for me and Bryce. Yeah, it was a great year for horror movie talk, though. It sure was. terrible, Terrible year in every other regard, but for horror movie talk, it was a banner year. Um, and you guys made it great. Um, please, if you haven't share it with, share the podcast with a friend and, um, support us through, 
um, our website. Go to our website at horrormovietalk.com. You can click through to Amazon or to our Patreon and support us there if you want to leave a voicemail. Our number is 682-253-4468. And uh, I want to thank God. I, I want to thank my mom, <laughs> my moms, for raising me right. Right. This is one's for you, Ma. All right. Thank you for coming to the Talkies 2020. Man.